0: Welcome in to the best in paranormal programming. This is Darkness Radio. I'm your host, Tim Dennis. So I got to tell you, folks, when I was getting ready to uh, book this week and this week's shows, I was online and looking around and just doing my normal surfing of social media. And I saw today's guest online, and he's got this wonderful idea for paranormal events. And I've always been a little jealous and I always secretly between you, me, and the fence post. I've always wanted to be a part of these events. I'm not going to lie. I kind of looked upon them jealously. And I saw that he said that he was looking to expand and do one of these events in Minnesota. And I was like, you're kidding me. So he said he was looking to be on different podcasts to promote them. So in my own mind, I said, you know what? I got to have him on and I got to have him promote this event here. That's just one of the reasons I wanted to have him on. There's other reasons to have him on. Myself and this guest have so much in common, it's crazy. So I wanted to get him on so we could talk about a lot of the things that we have in common. Hey, it's a a selfish thing. I got to do things for me every once in a while on this show, people. I mean, I serve you, but you know, I got to do things for me every once in a while. So let me tell you who we have on today. We have on Tim Miley. And in January of 2008, Tim helped found Fox City's Paranormal Team, and he cannot believe how far that they've come as a group, and they've come quite a ways. This journey all started when Tim bought a home in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, back in October of 2006. Things just started from there. Within weeks, he was experiencing footsteps, voices, and shadows. We'll talk to him about what he discovered there. In the last 15 plus years, some amazing things have happened, and Tim has had the good fortune to meet many great people in this field. It was on an invite to the 2009 Ohio Paranormal Convention that provided Tim with the confidence that he and his team were doing a good thing. He listened and learned from some of the most respected people in the field that weekend and came home with a sense of purpose. Through that one weekend, so many doors opened up for Tim and the team. Now, this field has been quite good to Tim, and he's... He's expanded Fox City's paranormal and expanded himself into many different forums. He's expanded it into television, into sci fi's Paranormal Witness, the episode The Innocent. Uh, He published books. There's the book out there, The Endless Road. And Tim formed a very special bond with his pooch named Murray. We're going to talk about Murray today. And how Murray has inspired Tim to start a foundation called Podographs for Pooches. And this organization, and this is the organization that I'm I'm really wanting to tell you guys about because, as you know, here on the show, we do stuff with Ziggy and with Talia. We have this little psychic experiment we do, and I don't know if Tim's familiar with it, but... We have our our psychic pooches pick NFL picks every week during the NFL season. And a little psychic experiment to see if dogs are really psychic. And it's, it's of course, Beer City Bruisers dogs that we use during the, the season, but we're passionate about our pooches as well. And in Tim's passion for Murray... He started this foundation, and we'll tell you about Murray and and what's gone on with Murray, and and why Murray inspired this this foundation called Potographs for Pooches, and what exactly Potographs for Pooches does, and why so many people in the paranormal have gotten behind Potographs for Pooches because it really is this groundswell of support. And I almost get a little choked up talking about it. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to bring in our guest today. Tim Miley brother. Thank you for coming on the program today. I greatly appreciate you agreeing to be on darkness radio.
1: Oh man. Don't even, uh, don't even go there. I am so excited to be on here with you. Um, first and foremost, May 18th at the Palmer house, you have an open invite. You want to be a part of that event. You're on board. I'm there. Uh, I'm there. We're good to go. And uh, we'll set that all up. I would love to have you be a part of it. And uh, I was listening into that introduction and um over time you kind of hear these things about yourself and then people talk about murray and every time they talk about murray in a glowing fashion uh, i get choked up um and i'm sure we'll get into that and why but oh yes yes i just uh i just want to thank you so much for that introduction and and uh just uh all the nice things you said about my boy there um like i said really excited to be on the show and uh ready to go
0: well, we'll start at the beginning. We'll work our way there, and we're going to talk a lot about potographs for pooches. Because I'm, I'm dead serious, Tim, when I say this. I have pooches in my own life. I unfortunately don't have any, any more. Although it's, I'll tell you, just selfishly, on I have chipmunks now. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but it's not quite the same. They're wild. They, they sleep during the winter. Um, but it's, it's only because. There is that heartbreak there when you lose that lifetime companion. And I know you know about that. Um although you do have a current companion at home. I do.
1: I, I got a couple of them now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but but that companion of Murray has inspired you to do great things, which is really cool. And we're going to talk again uh, at length ad nauseum in the second half of the program. I think we're probably going to take the entire second half of the program to talk about potter grass for pooches, uh, because it is that big and it's gotten that big. I know you've you've dedicated a lot of it to the Michigan area. But when you said you were talking about expanding, I went, oh, this could be huge, man. When I told Bruiser about it, he's like, is he coming to North Carolina? Because I think he wants to actually bring Ziggy and Talia out uh, to the event. So um, it's it's one of those those things that honestly, man, if you ran it in all 50 states, I I can't see how people wouldn't be inspired.
1: Uh, I would love to do something like that at some point. Uh, there's a lot of costs that go into it Absolutely. Uh, a lot of that is involved and um just got to make sure it makes sense financially yes. for myself yeah to uh to be able to do that uh, i am in talks to uh to take it out to the oregon and washington area this year mm-hmm. uh, so that's exciting for me uh we do a lot of michigan events for some reason they love having me out there and uh, as long as they keep inviting me i'll come back and our biggest event of the year is is always in michigan and it has been for a few years now um i always say that the michigan paranormal community kind of put their arms around photographs and they wouldn't let it fail yeah uh, so uh you know i'm very loyal to that state very loyal to those people um for those that don't know i'm from wisconsin and for some reason wisconsin events don't do the best <laughs> but we make up for it when we go to when we go to michigan but uh yeah, it's a, it's a Midwest thing. We've gone out to the Hinsdale House a few times. We're going out again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do get to places where people have heard the story, mm-hmm. have heard Murray's story, and, uh, you know, wherever that story resonates, we'll go and we'll try to raise money for a local shelter.
0: That sounds amazing. And, again, you just mentioned it. You're raising money for shelters, for for animal shelters, which in all of the noble causes, that's probably the most noble of, of them all. Uh, there are so many animals that are left behind and and again we'll we'll get to that here in just a bit but um, but man, to, to do that uh, in memory of Murray that's that's such a special thing. Let's start at the beginning with you Tim. Um, January of 2008, you helped found Fox City's paranormal team. What inspires you to to get behind a paranormal team? I know in 2008 that's really about as hot as the paranormal gets at that time uh what makes you decide to strike out and decide that you need your own team you need to get out there and investigate the paranormal
1: well it's it's kind of weird because uh i bought this house in 2006 i still live here Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and uh, i was 31 years old and i never in my life had experienced anything paranormal Mm -hmm. and i move into this home and i was going through a lot of things personally and we'll probably get into a lot of that when we start start talking about the autograph stuff um but there were a lot of things personally i was going through uh very depressed um suicidal at the time and within a week of living here i have footsteps going from bedroom to bedroom i got bangs on the wall i got voices in my walk-in closet and uh, quite honestly i didn't even jump the ghost i thought i was going crazy and uh, just sitting there in my house and i remember calling my mom and uh just telling her what was happening and and, and her words were, we well, go see what it is. And for those people that know my mom, there's no way she would have gone to see what it was. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we, we, we had, we had a few words on the phone. Um, I obviously wasn't very comfortable with it. Um, and honestly, the whole paranormal thing, I can, I can attribute to watching ECW on sci-fi. Yeah. I was watching wrestling one night and a commercial came on for ghost hunters. And I had no idea that this stuff existed. I was blown away. I was so naive to this. I didn't understand that people went and looked for this stuff. So I started watching the show, and they started talking about TAPS family teams. And I com—I contacted four teams in Wisconsin mm-hmm. uh, to try to get them to come in and explain what was happening in my home. Uh, mostly because I had a 30-year mortgage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was stuck here. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get any responses. Uh, really? Nobody got back. So uh, I'm actually thankful now because it forced me to educate myself. And that's how Fox City's paranormal team came to be. Uh, I was just kind of looking at one of my friends at work one day and I said, you know, if there's other people out there that are looking for help and they're not getting emails answered, there should be a team out there that gives a damn. And uh, that's how it happened. January, 2008, we started. Um, Here we are 16 years later. And we've done 300 plus residential investigations. Uh, Some of the most rewarding times in my life have been because of the paranormal field. Um, And obviously, you know, we'll get into it later, but the paranormal field gave me the platform to make Pottergrass for Pooches so successful. And uh, yeah, so I'm forever grateful, forever thankful to the paranormal community and the things that I've been able to do and, and just, uh, you know, if you'd have told 30-year-old Tim that this was going to be his life, uh, I don't know if he'd have believed you. <laughs> but uh, but here we are, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. I
0: hear you there, brother. I hear you there. I got to ask you, for four different teams, you reach out to four different teams, you don't get a response. At that point, it's either make or break. It's it's one of those things where you could have been discouraged and went, mm, you know, if if this is the kind of reliability you get out of this field, What's going to make me different than everybody else? If, if it's kind of a fly by night industry, why do I want to put that kind of dedication into it? What drove you further than everybody else to want to stick to it and have the
1: passion for it? For me, it was the, the feeling of not being worth somebody's time. Okay. And I wanted to put the effort in and create something that we could all be proud of. And at the same time, help families that are, that are at a point where they're willing to let four or five strangers walk into their home and, and walk around for six or eight hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think people quite understand when you get to that point in your life and you get to that point where that seems like the best idea, uh, you know, that, you know, that family at some point is at a breaking point. And if there's any sort of, uh, comfort that we can give that family. Uh, that's a victory for us. I, I've never been one that is real interested in all this fantastic evidence. I mean, we've gotten some. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, honestly, if we go into a home and when we leave, they feel better than when we got there, mm-hmm. that's a win. That, that's a win for me. And uh, it's always been that way. And I've been fortunate that we've surrounded ourselves on that team with people uh, like Todd Arnold, who's been doing this with me since day one. Um, People that want to genuinely help people. And uh, I've always said that when we add people to the team, I can teach you what you need to know about the paranormal. I can get you through an investigation. I can't teach you to be a good person. Very So true. first and foremost, I want to find somebody who has compassion, somebody that genuinely cares about what we're doing. Uh, because at the end of the day, you got to trust that they're going to want to put in the effort too and uh we've been really fortunate to find some fantastic people and been working with a lot of those folks for you know 16 years so it's uh it's been an amazing ride it's i don't think it's done yet uh, no, things have no, no. Th- things have slowed down a bit um but you know i've also got other things going on in my life which you know i will take the time to do those things but mm-hmm. uh when, when somebody calls and they need us then we'll be there let me ask you this tim i'm going to try to put
0: this I'm going to put it a little bluntly, but I'm also going to put it honestly. There are hobbyists, weekend warriors, trophy catchers, however you want to put it, that are out there to get the thrill of the evidence and then they're fine with it. I know you stated it eloquently that you're looking for people who care to help people. You're not out there looking for a weekend warrior. You're not looking for somebody like that to put that, uh, that person in your team and that you can teach somebody all about the paranormal. You don't need them in your team to do that. That doesn't necessarily bother you, though, does it? That somebody like that would be in your sphere of influence or or anything like that when it comes to an event or anything like that. It's just that you just don't want them involved when it comes to a serious haunting.
1: Is, it, is that what I'm catching there? I, I think uh, if you're in this to experience things and you're in this, um, I don't want to say for the thrill because that makes it sound negative, um, but if you have no interest in doing residential cases, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I have no issue with that. Uh, go have fun. Do what you want to do. Experience these things. Travel around the country. Um, you know, I got a lot of friends that are on TV. And I, there, I have no issue with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to doing a residential case, there, there is a certain amount of professionalism and a certain amount of seriousness that you need to have. And if that's not your thing, then it's not your thing. Uh, it used to bother me a lot but i think i've grown yeah <laughs> a little yeah. and i've gotten to the point where it's like you know what we're all in this for different reasons you know yeah. um some people just want to experience the history of these buildings mm-hmm. and, and i gotta be honest with you i love that part of it too yeah uh some people want to go and experience and have fun with their friends It's not so much for me but that doesn't matter and just because i don't want to do it doesn't mean i want to take it away from everybody else so um yeah, it's always been about residential cases for us. And we've done a few fun things, you know, here and there. And, but I've gotten to meet so many fantastic people mm-hmm. within the field. Mm-hmm. And we all come from different walks of life. And we all have different interests. And we all do this for a different reason. So uh, at some point, you just kind of, you know, you give your friends a hug. And, you know, you just know that if you need them, you can count on them. Right. right. You know, that, that's the best part of the network of friends that I've made in this field there's not a situation that I'm gonna run into that I can't get help for. Yeah, very and much they, so. It's very empowering. You yes. know, you, you feel like you can take on anything and not just me, and also gotta be humble enough to know that I can't fix everything, you know, but I know the people that can, you know, I know the people that might be able to, cause there's no guarantees in this field. Right. But I know the people that can help if I need it. You and br- uh, I think, I think if you put the client first, mm-hmm um i think you get more results uh it took me a long time to understand that we can also help the spirit Mm -hmm. yeah and when and when that light bulb went off that was a little embarrassing you know (laughs) I was like wait a minute we've been so interested in the client here but we can also help that spirit and that's just as important
0: when did that light go on for you that to to help uh, helping the spirit specifically because it is a little tough to get into that mindset especially when you're first starting out in the field I mean, keep in mind, it's always the client first, but the idea that there are different ways to help that spirit as well, and that there is, there is compromise there amongst all parties.
1: It, it really happened uh, between years two and four. We worked on a case for two years that eventually ended up on Paranormal Witness, which you spoke about in the mm-hmm. intro. Um, it was towards the end of the investigation that I finally got it where it was like, okay, we're helping this spirit too. And that's a fantastic thing. That's a wonderful thing. Uh, We're able to help the client and the spirit and uh, had a great resolution to that case and uh, just so happened to end up on Paranormal Witness. But um, two years into doing this, I got the ultimate case. And if I'm being honest with you, for about six months after that, I'm chasing that case again until I looked in the mirror and went, you know what? Every case is just as important to the family we're helping. Um, but I'm human. So that stuff happens, but, um, that first case though, I mean, it probably between years and three years, three and four, if I'm being honest, okay. you know, finally clicked where I was like, wait a minute. I think we have an impact here on the spiritual side too.
0: Does that then change the way you investigate completely or does that just influence the way you change or influence yeah. the way you investigate and how so we,
1: we were very, I don't know if interrogate is the word. Uh, because I don't think we were ever to that point where we were, you know, trying to provoke anything. Um, but once you make that realization that you can help the spirit too, I think it turns more into a conversation uh, between you and the spirit. Not so much answer this question for me, make this noise for me, you know, do these things for me. And you know, I, I, I've gotten to the point now where I'll go into a home and one of the first conversations we'll have during the investigation is we're here to talk to you. We're here to help you. We're here to understand you. We're not here to treat you like a circus animal. Uh-huh. And that seems to get us a lot of cooperation. Okay. And just talking to them. And I always tell the team, you know, these are people that had families. They mm-hmm. had jobs. They had hopes and dreams. And there's no reason to think that all of that goes away, you know, once you're on the other side. Um, or wherever that is, or whatever your belief is, where people go after, after death. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't intend on getting so deep no, <laughs> during this, that's during okay. this but, that's okay. um, but it really, it, it changed. You know, you'll hear me say it in the second half about Murray, mm-hmm. uh, but the paranormal and Murray changed me as a person okay. in, in a way that I can never repay. Um, I am a much better person today than I was say when I was 25 and all I cared about was going to the bar and playing softball. And uh, you know, what are we doing on the weekend? That type of thing. Uh, It made me care about something other than myself. And uh, in some respects probably saved me from being me. If I'm being honest.
0: But see, they're both good lives in different ways i mean yeah. you know being 25 playing softball having a beer going out with friends is a good life in in for a young person yeah what you're doing now is is a good life in in the age that you're at now
1: yeah i i enjoy it i still yeah. enjoy it um the potograph stuff i got a real hard time taking compliments <laughs> you'll learn we'll, we'll, we'll uh we'll we'll get into that in the second half and i'll explain sure. why but um, but yeah, the, the paranormal field and the investigations and the clients and the people that I've met, uh, the people on the team, uh, just genuinely really good people. Um, I've gotten questions on podcasts before, you know, if you could, if you could investigate with anybody in the field and I am so vanilla and so boring. Uh, but the answer is my team. You know, I, I chose those people for a reason. You know, who would you rather investigate with? I put Todd Arnold up against anybody in this field as an investigator and nobody knows who he is. They should, but they don't. Um, and he's a wonderful person first and foremost, and a fantastic investigator.
0: But that just means that you found the perfect match for you to go out and do this thing with that, that okay. you know, it, it, and, and let's face it, when you strip away the veneer, when you strip away the flash and, and, and the, uh, the brilliance and all the, the, trappings and all that other stuff we're all just people you know so it doesn't really matter i mean when it comes down to it it's nice to uh kind of work with people in different styles and things like that and get to know people as people Mm -hmm. um but doesn't really matter if you work with somebody off of tv i mean especially since you know people off of tv i know people off of tv i like to get to know people as people one of my all-time favorite people to get to know, and I think you'll agree with this, is John Zaffis, but to get to know him off of television, there's a different reason to get to know him that's funny yeah.
1: as opposed to getting. I, I, you bring up John and I instantly smile. Exactly. You. And you know why. Um, yeah. I've, uh, I've known John for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's one of those people that when I first started out, he saw something in me. Mm-hmm. And and he and I have been friends for twelve years. We have a very uh, we have a very good friendship, Mm -hmm. and we can be blunt with each other. Mm -hmm. That's when you know you're a good friend. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we can just be that way with each other. And uh, yeah, he and I I owe a lot to John Zaffis as far as just having that relationship. Uh, There has been time. There have been times where I've called him uh, about a case just to get advice. And, and I don't abuse that friendship because I know he's getting so many questions. Yes. So the only time I will call him is when I genuinely need that advice and that help. And uh, he picks up the phone every time. And if you know John, he's got that trademark, hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and then we talk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. People like John is Dustin Perry one of my very best friends yeah. in the entire world um just a genuine human being and such a big part of pottergrass which um the list goes on and on and shane Pittman's a wonderful person yes. i love him to death. he's like a brother yeah so i'll just name the three otherwise we'll be here for three hours but <laughs> so many wonderful people in the field that i am just so fortunate to know
0: yeah absolutely and like i said you strip away the the trappings of an ear whatever you want to call it and there's there's people out there that are just people. They just happen to have been on television, but they're amazing people, and yep. and they really are. They're fun to work with, but at the same time, there's so much more to them that people don't get to see, and and they're they're just something special in themselves. So, uh, I guess that's just the the lesson in that, um, and that's one of the things I find about about working in this, this field is, is just getting to know the people themselves and, and getting to know them is, is a separate thing other than the work that's actually being done that's, that's the rewarding part of it as well. That's really something special. Um, so Tim, tell me, one of the things I, I find interesting about this whole, speaking of this whole field is, is when you sit down to write a book and this has always enthralled me as well. When you sit down to write a book and you're, you're staring at a blank page, how easy is it for you to
1: generate things for the page? It was incredibly difficult. Yeah, uh, I I came from a unique situation when I wrote the book. Um, I talked about my, my childhood <laughs> and things that had happened to me. Um, I go in depth into an accident that my dad had when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in a coma for six and a half years. Wow. Uh, and he passes away when I was 15 and it makes you either grow up or, you know, the other way. And, uh, I think it took me a while, but I think I finally did grow up. Um, but just having that relationship and then the paranormal side of it, my dad was the first spirit that I ever dealt with really that that was the spirit that was making all the noise in my house really Uh, and my uh my friends and my family were like you know that's probably your dad because you're going through such a tough period in life right now he's just there watching over you and uh he has given me messages through mediums that only he would know only i would know okay and uh just come through and just been so supportive and it's almost like I have this fantastic relationship with my dad today and I got robbed of it when I was a child. So, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so I told that story. I went into, you know, my struggles as an adult and, uh, trying to take my own life uh, and then transitioned into the, the world of the paranormal and the life that that has given me. So I had a template to go off of, uh, but from, that point of view, it was still very difficult because I had to relive all of that to to put it on paper. Um, so that was the difficult part. Um, having that built in story made the story easier, you know, made the book easier, uh, flow, but, uh, just putting it on paper was, uh, was a little difficult to do for me.
0: I'm sure for our listeners, can I ask you this question, uh, for with your dad in a coma for six years, I understand it's it's physically tough to you know to see him like that and then to have him pass away you're getting it seems like you're getting more communication with him after he's passing away did he ever come back as in spirit and tell you what had been happening to him in those 6 years in a coma where he was what had been happening to him whether he could hear you or or tried to communicate with you did, did you get any of that backstory of what happened in that six years
1: he, he did he did tell me through scotty Rourke, okay that uh, that he knew when i was there he could he could tell when i was there um there was one thing uh, about his passing and as a 15 year old boy i was brought into the room with the doctor to decide whether to take him off life support okay oh, right. and as a 15 year old you're part of that decision and, and I think I was protecting myself. I didn't understand the gravity of it all. And we had decided, yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no hope for recovery. So let's let him go. And I went home that day. And I struggled with that for years because I should have stayed there. I should have held his hand. It should have been there for him. Uh, thankfully, his sister stayed. She was with him when he passed. But I carried that with me for a really long time. And I, uh, I went, I had an event um, in Kewanee, Wisconsin. And Scotty Rourke was a, a speaker there. And I asked Scotty if I could talk to him and we went outside and I didn't even get a word out. I instantly burst into tears because I knew what I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask him, you know, is my dad upset with me that I left? And uh, I just had tears. And Scotty put his hand on my shoulder and he said, your dad says you were 15. Stop beating yourself up. Oh, wow. So, uh, that gave me all the validation in the world that I needed. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's just nice to have that connection. Know that, you know, he's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Still watching. And, you know, later in life, I, I've been sending him every animal that I've ever had and telling him he better take care of them until I get there. Yeah. So, I got a fantastic relationship with my dad. Um, I still look at him through the eyes of an eight-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah. he'll always be my hero. Yeah, always will be. Yeah. And uh, just uh, so much love for that guy. I mean, he gave me life, and uh, you know, I just uh, respect the man to no end. And just you know, selfishly wish he was still here. But uh, I don't think a lot of this stuff would have happened if he if he would be.
0: I don't think he would have had as many breakthroughs and and as much success, maybe as and and you know I think maybe that's why he's still there, and and you know and 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 while he why he's still fueling you to to bring you to this point, and beyond, I really do believe he's by your side for the rest of your life and 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 pushing you to greater heights, Tim, and, and that's you know it it's it's sad because you do want him in this physical world to, to be there to, to push you, you know, physically here and, and be here to give you that advice. But sometimes having that spiritual backing is much more powerful than having the physical backing. Yep. And it doesn't make sense to us. It never does make sense to us. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I really do believe in my own life. I have, relatives that have passed over in spirit that are are helping me 10 times more than they ever would have physically and it hurts here it hurts in the heart but uh it helps so much more uh than i could ever imagine and and it it, it's it takes a a lot to try and sort that out but it uh it's just something we have to try to come to you know and and uh, you know I hate to use the term "come to Jesus," but now eh, eh, they're with Jesus. I, I like yeah. to think of it that way. Tell you what, we'll take our break right here. When we come back, let's jump into potographs uh, and uh, potographs for pooches. Uh, again, man, I tell you, Tim. The moment I saw this, when I first saw it, I thought, "What an idea!" I mean, it, it was just—it jumped right off the screen to me, um, and I thought you know it's it's uh it's such a great idea it was such an inspired idea i think back to the my the own my own dogs i've had in, in my life and and thought you know we we've always here on this show we've always believed in in giving back and we've given back at times with uh, charity auctions at the events that we did in the past and we've given back to animal shelters with those events uh, you know, with those charity auctions at events uh, but never thought about dedicating it to animal shelters or dedicating an event to animal shelters I thought that's brilliant that's absolutely brilliant so I want to get this story and I want to talk about Murray Murray in specific and and how Murray uh, was the, the the crux was the was the focal point behind potographs for pooches so when we come back more with Tim Miley our guest. And uh, the co-founder of Fox City's Paranormal Team and the, well, let's call it the founder, the, the, the be-all-end-all all of Podographs for Pooches, which is expanding. And we're going to talk about that as well when we come back here on The Best in Paranormal Podcasting. This is Darkness Radio. Welcome back to The Best in Paranormal Programming. This is Darkness Radio. I'm your host, Tim Dennis. With us is Tim Miley. He is the co-founder of Fox City's Paranormal Team and the founder, organizer of PotterGrass for Pooches, which runs regular events in the Michigan area and is looking to expand. We'll be expanding to uh, maybe a city near you. Hey, I'm putting it out there in the universe, Tim. I can't help it. I'm just saying, going all 50 states. We'll be in a city near you soon. There, I've done it. I put it out in the universe. You can't stop me. You can only hope to contain me, Tim. How do you like that?
1: I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> now it's got to go. You can't help it. It's got to go. Um, so we're, we're going to get uh, a little dark before we hit the light. How, how, that's how I'm going to put it. Uh, let's explain to people, and you, you've hinted towards it in the beginning of the program, that there was a darker period in your life that inspired photographs for pooches and it had happened after you would moved into your house Uh, i'll let you take it from there tell people what exactly had happened you you were depressed and some things had happened correct
1: I, i had uh i'd been in a relationship okay and i bought the home from myself and my fiance and a few days after buying the home i came home to a dear tim letter um not good probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me if i'm being honest okay but at the time uh, i thought life was done you know i was crushed but uh so i had this home and i was here by myself and i'd always wanted a dog uh, up until then i'd had apartments i'd had condos i'd had duplexes and just couldn't have a dog so the first order of business was finding a dog and, and i wanted a yellow lab. And i looked on petfinder.com and i found a yellow lab pit bull mix uh ironically by the name of striker at the time Hmm. and the uh the photo of him was so pitiful Hmm. he was in the arms of this shelter worker he was a six-month-old puppy that had been rescued from the home he was in because he was beaten horribly and uh the person that had him before me had tried to tear his tail off oh so uh for murray's entire life he couldn't wag his tail Hmm um, most gentle jo- dog I've never met i would ever met. I called the shelter and I asked them, I was like, I, I'm really interested in striker. I'd like to come and see him. And they didn't want to let me come see him because I was a man. And the person that had done this to him was a man. Oh no! And, and in their words, he didn't like men. Uh, but I persisted. Uh, I famously said I'm not no normal man or I'm not a normal man or whatever. I don't, I don't think I used a double negative at the time. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, they finally agreed to let me come and visit and they, they, they sat me in a small room and they opened up a door and there was just kennels as far as you could see. And the, the worker walked about halfway down and he opened up the kennel and this little puppy came walking out and he went the wrong way. And if anybody ever met Murray, that was Murray. He never did anything right the first time. So, <laughs> um, they turned him around and by now I was on one knee. And this little puppy that was not supposed to want anything to do with me came running to me and jumped into my arms. Oh. And I'm going to try not to lose it. Okay. Hey, if you <laughs> uh, lose it, you lose it. It's okay. He, uh, it was like we had known each other forever. Mm-hmm. I knew he was the one. And they let me go outside and play with him. And I think I was out there with him for like an hour. Uh, when I, it was time to leave, I couldn't take him with me. They had to go through the application process and all that. Mm-hmm. I remember the scene as I was leaving, I looked back and he was still out in the outdoor plate area and he had his, he has front paws up against the fence. And he was giving me this look like, where are you going? Aww. What did I do? And, uh, I cried the, way, the whole way home. Uh, it was about a week and a half later. They made me wait forever and, uh, finally got the call that I could come and get him, and that I had been approved and uh went to get him and he was so excited we got into the car and i cried the whole way home again and this time it was happy tears uh got him home and we walked in and from the moment he walked in the house he was following the things that i was hearing in the home really um from the moment we walked in he watched somebody walk up the stairs and turned his head and watched him go up the landing and up the second set of stairs and for the first time and a month. I didn't feel crazy. There was another living being that had seen what I was hearing and uh, we just connected on such a level. And uh, it was probably I want to say about a month and a half, two months into having Murray that uh, the depression got the best of me. Mm -hmm. And I sat in my bathroom with the uh, the largest knife I had in my house. Uh, Which, by the way, I threw away last week, finally. Good. Um, I sat in there and I went through every friend and every family member and came up with this bogus reason why life would be better for them if I wasn't here. And through the tears and through the pain and just being in that state of mind, there's not a rational thought in your head at that point. And I felt something on my arm and I looked down and it was Murray. He had rested his head on my arm and i crumpled to the floor i put the knife down and i held him and cried for i don't know how long um if he had not been there that night i wouldn't be here today wow i am convinced and from that moment on we weren't owner and dog we were father and son (laughs) there was nothing i wouldn't have done for that dog yeah um every day i would lift up his ear and i would thank him um because everything I, I have accomplished and experienced since that day in 2007 is because he walked into that room and, uh, I 100% believe that in my heart, um, I started getting more attention in the paranormal field about 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to get opportunities to go and speak at conventions and I didn't have anything for my table. So I had a conversation with my ex-wife and I said, you know, we should do something to use that table for good. Uh, I want to do something that will create a legacy for Murray. And people will know just how important he was to me and how important he's going to be to all these other animals. Um, So we took photos of Murray and I, we had a stamp made of his paw, which I just so happened to still have here. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, I would sign the photos, sell them for $10 and Murray would photograph them with the stamp. And, uh, the first event I did, we raised $10 and it was humbling. Uh, but eventually we raised a hundred dollars at an event and then $200 at an event. And then it did an event in Petoskey, Michigan called little Traverse Bay Pear Fest. And the, uh, the promoters, John and Jackie Cassidy got behind photographs and advertised it and let people know, Hey, he's going to be here at this event. Let's support the shelter. And at that event, we raised, I want to say a little over $200. Okay. Um, and it just kept growing and growing and growing. And, and eventually John came to me and he said, let's do an exclusive event where all of the sales from, you know, the, the investigation and the lectures, they go to the the shelter. And at first I thought, John, you're crazy because nobody's going to come and see you. And I, uh, I was wrong. And, uh, we, we raised $741 that day and I was on top of the world. And then it just kept growing and growing. And then right before COVID hit the weekend before they shut everything down, Mm -hmm. we raised $13,000 at an event in Michigan. Wow! And in, well, it'll be 11 years in April. In 11 years since we started this, we raised $119,000 for shelters around the country. Uh, I didn't have any expectations in the, in the beginning, um, but I have been able to share Murray's story with so many people. And that's why I was so excited to come on this show as a personal selfish moment, is I knew that I would be able to reach a whole new audience. And thank you for that, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, but, uh, Murray was special not just to me But now to Everybody that hears his story You know, folks hear me tell Murray's story And then they'll come up to me at my table And they'll tell me about their pet that saved them mm-hmm. um, I had a I had an elderly lady That came up to my table At an event in Michigan And she was crying And she had her four adult children with her And she said When my daughter passed away I got her cat And it was my only connection to her And now the cat is gone. She said, it's it's so heartbreaking. I just got up and I hugged that lady because I I could feel, you know, the, the pain that she was going through. Uh, I've had, I've had teenagers come up to me afterwards and tell me that, you know, my story helped them uh, realize that, you know, what they were going through wasn't, wasn't something that they had to hide, you know, like, I get a lot of credit as a man for telling this story and going through my my depression and my suicide attempt uh, because men don't talk about it. Um, but I always tell people it's like it's not my story, and I know for some people they can't understand that. Um, but if Murray's not there, there's no story. It's they found Tim in a, in a bathroom. Um, so it's Murray's story. It's always Murray's story, and. I have no issue playing second fiddle to him the rest of my life. Uh, He touched so many people. And in 2019, uh, his health had declined. um, But selfishly, I couldn't let him go. And uh, my mom watches my animals when I'm gone because I don't trust anybody else. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: uh, I had an event, again, John's event in Petoskey, Michigan. And it dropped Marie off. And I told my mom before I left, I said, make this one special for him um because it was my last event of the year and i was pretty certain he wasn't going to make it to no. uh, the next year they said make it special so she went out and she got him banana cream pie she got him ice cream she made him a mistake oh wow and he had the best weekend ever and mom doesn't like to give me bad news so she didn't really see anything all weekend uh, i got back from that event and i walked in and murray got up and he was he was circling me and and really excited and she looked at me and she's like, that's the first time he's gotten up all weekend. Oh. And uh that next day he passed away. Oh gosh. Um the uh the entire paranormal field mourned. And I, I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but no. there were so many people that changed their profile pictures to pictures of Murray. Um, so many people reached out and you could genuinely feel the hurt that they had. Um, and I knew that he made a difference, uh, so much so that I went to an event in Dundee, Michigan in November and nobody knew I was going, I just needed to be around my friends. So I booked myself a flight and I I flew in Saturday morning (laughs) and I got there and they had a memorial wall. And it was the same year that Rosemary Ellen Guiley, passed away yep yep and there was a photo of rosemary ellen kiley and a photo of murray oh wow and uh that's when you know that uh you made a difference and and uh people were hurting and that that gesture meant the world to me um and you know we got to push forward and i promised him uh when i was when i was taking him into the vet that day apologize <laughs> no no don't apologize not at all when i uh when i was taking him into the vet that day i was carrying him and i just looked at him and I said you gotta let me know that grandpa's got you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you gotta let me know yep. otherwise yep. i'm coming to look for you and that sounds just as morbid as i no, i mean no, it no sound. no um and that was the roughest day of my life and uh, i woke up the next morning to five messages from mediums and every message started with the same sentence Murray says his dad needs to know he's okay so uh he held up his end of the bargain so here i am crying on a national radio show (laughs) um so we push forward uh we've been doing this now like i said for almost 11 years Uh, Everything I do is for that kid. Uh, That's my dude. And uh, there was a time last August where I thought thought about walking away. And I had actually even had discussions with the people at Michigan Paracon that, you know, to let me come in next year and do a lecture and say goodbye. Uh, Because the stress of it all had really gotten to me. And then this special lady walks into my life. And after knowing her for like two months, it was undeniable. And she looked at me and she said, if you had somebody to take some of the stress away and help you on this journey, would you keep going? So uh, potter is pushing forward. We're trying to expand and that's all because of Lauren. Um, and a lot of people connect the dots and they say, you know what, Murray made that happen. Yeah. Uh, I believe he did. So, uh, yeah. There's a, there's a lot to be thankful for. There's a lot to look forward to. Uh, but then at the end of the day, it's, it's all about that dude and, uh, what he did for me that day and what he continues to do for me. And every time I get to tell his story I'm thankful and, you know, photographs, like I said, we're doing that event in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's our biggest event of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming to Minnesota next year. Uh, we're going to Hinsdale. Uh, back to Michigan Paracon, and then I'm hoping that we do something out west. Uh, but I'm open to anything if it makes sense for us. Right, right. Um, yeah, you know, we got to make sure that you know it's, it's going to be worth our time, not in a financial sense
0: well now it Uh, should at
1: least for the for the animals it's got to make sense too yeah i i I at least got to break even you
0: know (laughs) well yeah
1: yeah yeah that's, that's uh that's always the goal and whatever we make you know above that is is gravy as us midwesterns midwestern people say but um yeah i i'm very much open to the idea of expanding and uh just making this thing what it needs to be and at the end of the day, I, I wish everybody knew Murray's story, and and hopefully, hopefully we'll get there some point. But uh, it's uh, it's been a heck of a ride. And I said earlier in the in the show that you know if you had told thirty year old me that uh, this is what I'd be doing, I would have thought you were crazy. But uh, I wouldn't give any of this up for the world. I really wouldn't.
0: And you shouldn't. And you know what? You had asked on social media. Uh, when you you said when when you and Lauren had come together and you were you're trying to come up with a new name, I know you were voting on a
1: new name. Did you come up with a new name yet?
0: Yeah, the uh, the new
1: name of the social media pages is Murray's Legacy, uh, Tim and Lauren: A New Chapter. There you go. So and that's so, what it is.
0: You've got a new name, and you're you're see, it's it's got new energy, and and I'm telling you, man, it's it, before long you're gonna be. It, this is gonna be like a touring company. I'm telling you, and. Yeah animal shelters all over the, the United States are going to be thanking you for raising money for them. I'm just telling
1: you right now. I, I, I'm hopeful. It, it's weird because in the beginning, uh, when we started uh, we had a hard time getting people to get on board. There were a lot of shelters that turned the money down. What? Because it was a paranormal event. You're there, serious? There were There were shelters that flat out refused to work with me because it was a paranormal event. So you quickly understand where you are in the pecking order of life. Um, and now that it's a success and we can post all of these wins that we've had and the, the big numbers that, that we've, that we have uh, donated, uh, you know, now shelters are like, yeah, come work with us. Uh, oh, but in geez. the beginning it was, uh, it was really rough it was difficult. I
0: see it's, you know, but you know, I, I kind of can see that too uh, from some of the, the ventures we had in the early days with before we had, and and again, I have to tip my cap to guys like uh, Jason Hawes over at taps and, and uh, the guys from ghost adventures, when we were working with them, it was, they opened doors. So when you say we're doing auctions with those guys and then the name would spur doors to open. And yep. and they would they would go oh okay well if the money's coming from them if it's coming from you know working with TV guys, but unless unless there's you know certain names or an amount of money that's coming oh well if you've raised a certain amount of money well of course well then we'll work with you, it's weird you're right Tim it's it's a funny field you know that, that philanthropy that is not not the yeah. paranormal but philanthropy is a, is a weird field. And that they say, well, unless you're established, money is money, causes yeah. are causes. Uh, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're saving an animal's life, what does it matter where the money comes from? You know, it just doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, for 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 some of those folks, I think it came down to their religion and being on a board for a shelter. They didn't want to promote a paranormal event, and and honestly, I've gotten past it. You know yeah. whatever they do they want to do, um, but yeah, I, I echoed your statements in the beginning. It's like, you know, why wouldn't you just take the money? Yeah, they they, they literally have no obligation to the event. Yeah, you know, exactly. Just, yeah, just show up and say thank you. That's all you need to do. Yeah, uh, and for some shelters that was too much. So uh, we find the shelters that we work with, uh, Northern Michigan Animal Northern Michigan Animal Rescue Network. Mm-hmm. Great people, Humane Society Huron Valley, fantastic people. Uh, Second Chance North here in Wisconsin, good people. Um, So I've dealt with some shelters that I'm very proud to work with. Um, Still looking for others. Uh, If we can help, we will. And I'm not going to turn a shelter away. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what we can make happen in 2024 and beyond. There you go. There you go. Well,
0: now, okay, so here's the big call right now. So, we have plenty of haunted locations that listen to this show. We have plenty of shelters that listen to this show. So, now we got to marry the two. And now we're officially putting you and Lauren on tour. Because <laughs> this has got to happen, right? It's just got to happen. We're putting the intention out there. And, and to make this thing n- bigger than ever, not just, not just for us. It's just not for us. It, it's, it's for the animals plain and simple and it's for Murray because I would know Murray would want this to happen to help other animals. So plain and simple. It's all about intention, right? Yeah. So there you go.
1: I think 2024 is going to be a busy year for me, buddy.
0: (laughs) I think so. I think so. And I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I look forward to seeing you at the Palmer house and I look forward to seeing you at Michigan Paracon. Yes.
1: I look forward to seeing you too.
0: Yeah. So uh, the floor is yours for the last few minutes of the show. I, I know you've already promoted uh, those events. Uh, you have other, you, you said you had other events in Michigan other than Michigan Paracon this year, right?
1: Uh, we do. Uh, our big event, uh Pot of Prayer Fest 5. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, March. Boy, I should have the dates memorized by now. Uh, whatever that weekend is, 8th and 9th, I think. Um, March 8th and 9th. Uh, Pottergrass Parafest 5 in Ann Arbor, Michigan in Wyndham Hotel Um, headlined by Heather Taddy, Dustin Perry John Tenney and then we're actually bringing in Barry Fitzgerald for his only US appearance Wow So uh, Barry's been a good friend for many years I've never met him and uh, I'm very excited to have him uh, be a part of this event Um, it's a heck of a lineup it's a Friday and a Saturday and uh, we're trying to uh, break a record and uh, get get some more get some money need- to more money to uh, the Humane Society of Huron Valley. Um, above that, we've got May 18th at the Palmer House. Tickets go on sale soon. Um, July 13th at the Hinsdale House. Big thanks to Dan Klass for giving us the Hinsdale House for free uh, to raise money for uh, Pottergrass for Pooches. That's the third time he's done that. So. Big thanks to him. And then I will be at Michigan Paracom, but I got the rest of the year to fill with events. Um, While I'm mentioning locations that have given me their building for free, I cannot do this interview without thanking Robin Terry at Ashmore States. Uh, He's done that for us too. Uh, Robin has become a very, very good friend and uh, has a big heart and wants to help autographs in any way that he can. So uh, like I said, when I got into this field, I was surrounded by the right people. Uh, I started potographs, and I continue to be surrounded by the right people. And, uh, you know, she's probably going to kill me for saying this, but here I am surrounded by all these great people. And then Lauren walks into my life and everything makes sense. So, uh, if she's watching, I'm sorry that I embarrassed you, but, <laughs> <laughs> but she, she's a fantastic human being. I love her to death. And, uh, she's been a fantastic partner and we're going to push forward. Um, Murray's legacy, Tim and Lauren, a new chapter. There you go.
0: Oh, Old Mill Parafest to uh, November 11. 11- oh no, that was 2023. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong, uh, wrong deal here, but yeah, you did that November in uh, 2023. Are you doing Old Mill Parafest in November of uh,
1: 2024? I hope so. Okay. I don't think they have a lineup yet. Okay. Uh, so whenever they get that lineup set, I hope I'm a part of it, but uh, okay. yeah, they, uh, Tim Ryan and his team there, they've been fantastic to me. And uh, giving me those opportunities. And I'm glad you brought that up because Tim was the first one that uh our our first pottergrass parafest, even though we didn't call it that, uh, was at the old mill in Dundee. And uh just like I said, Michigan is just so good to me. They put their arms around it and they were like, This isn't gonna fail. So uh if I ever need to uh re-energize or recharge, I go back to Michigan and and they make it happen.
0: All right. Like Tim said, the big one coming up March 8th, March 9th uh, at uh, Wyndham Garden, Ann Arbor in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, Folks will have a link to it in the description of this program so you can get your tickets and get over there and support Podographs for Pooches. And we'll keep you updated on the one here in Minnesota at uh, the Palmer House because that one's going to be huge as well. So. Tim, my friend, I wish you, wish you much success. And, uh, with photographs for pooches and man, I'm telling you, we've already put it out there. It's eventually all 50 States. People are going to be able to see it locally. It's going to be out of control. The animals are going to have so much money. They're going to be rolling in it. It's, they're going to have to, they're going to have to use it for betting for, for the animals.
1: <laughs> I sure hope so. And, uh, before we go here, I just, I got to thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely, uh, you, re- you reached out to me and gave me this platform and, uh, I'm very thankful. So uh, thank you for having me on. And I think we had some fun too. So that worked out. Absolutely. We had a lot of fun. We
0: had fun talking before the show. And and again, I want to thank you, my friend, uh, for the work that you and Lauren are doing. Uh, it's, it's God's work indeed. And, and I'm glad that you've, you've been inspired, not only by the paranormal, but beyond to do and, and taking your own, your own story in, in Murray's story and brought it forward to people. It takes a lot of courage uh, a lot of fortitude to take a personal tragedy uh, that you've suffered with Murray and take and brought that forward, and and brought it to the entire world, and and to continue to tell his story and tell your story, it takes a lot, man. It, it it really does, and to continue to use that to use it for good, and to use it to help other animals who are suffering who need homes, it means the world. You really are doing God's work, so. I appreciate you. Love you, man. Appreciate you, and we're going to do everything we can to help you here on this show. So, thank you so I appreciate much. It. Thank you so much. All right, thank you, my friend. I want to thank Tim Miley for being on the program today. Again, Potographs for Pooches is in Michigan. The next event in March. Again, there's the link in the description of this program. I encourage you all to go to that event, support that event, and help animals uh, in that area. In that animal shelter, I can't tell you how much good work both Tim and Lauren are doing for animals and animal shelters and rescues. Uh, again, I I, I stress uh, there's a reason I want to get involved with 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 Tim and Lauren and and the good work they do. Uh, we've we've helped animal shelters here on the show in the past, and it's something I'd, I'd like to get back to doing. It's just such a good cause, and a cause that's close to my heart as well. And uh, a reason I wanted to to help Tim out and, and help uh, just by getting him on the show and, and help feature his cause. I, I encourage everybody if you could get a, a chance to to help Tim out and Tim and Lauren out as well. Uh, if you find it in your heart to do so, please do. You can order things off his website, I believe. Um, uh, things such as uh, swag and, and, and autographs and whatnot um, to, to help out the cause without having to go to an event. Uh, if you find it in your heart to do that as well, then please uh, support the cause as well. Of course, the Palmer House event, I believe he's announcing that next week. We'll keep you updated on that and uh, check out our events section at darknessradioshow.com. And uh, we'll keep you updated there as to the Palmer House event as well. Uh, so if you're in the Midwest and want to come on out, and I guess my my smiley face will be there. So I I will uh, I'll come out and, uh, and greet you guys and say hi to you, and as well as the uh, Tim brings in such great guests for these these uh, events, the Potographs for Pooches uh, deal. So don't just show up to say hi to me; show up to say hi to all the the lovely people that come out for these events and help support a great cause as well. So there you go, and see you. a great a great historical location that's haunted as well. I mean, gosh, you're going to, you're going to get your money's worth. So there you go. Uh, Folks, we're coming up on the weekend and uh, I encourage you to be a light in someone's darkness, go out there and help someone special. Everyone's special, of course, but go out and help someone special, whether it be a neighbor, a friend, maybe it's someone at a store that you see that needs help with their, with their bags Maybe it's someone in your community that needs a warm coat, a warm hat, a blanket, something to that effect. Just someone who needs a kindness. You know, we're in the cold winter months and a lot of us are struggling at this time in life. Someone who needs that special tenderness, that warmth. Uh, Just reach out and help somebody this weekend. Do it as a favor to your buddies here at Darkness Radio. We'd greatly appreciate it. So thank you for that. Also want to thank you for continuing to listen to the show. We appreciate you more than you know. Thank you so much. I want to thank our sponsor for this week. Microdose gummies. Go to Microdose.com and use that code word darkness. Get 30% off your order. We appreciate Microdose for sponsoring the program this week as well. And one other thing, if you could do us this, this solid, this favor, we'd greatly appreciate it as well. If you would simply, if you enjoy the show. If you enjoy what you're listening to, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you're getting a laugh out of it, if you're learning something new and different, go to wherever you listen to the show, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever you're hearing the show. Give us a five-star review and, and put in a nice review for the show. Lately, and I don't know why this is, but it seems like people are getting their kicks out of giving the show a negative review, and I don't think these people are actually listening to the show. I think they're just doing it to want to drag down the show for what it is and what it's worth. People that don't necessarily listen to the show and people that don't necessarily want to share our positive vibe. We'll put it that way. Uh, I have nothing against them. I don't care what they do and, and they can live their life as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't bother me one way or another, but it does affect the show. That's the thing. And they know they're affecting the show. They know they're affecting the show in a negative way. It's, it's kind of a common trend to give negative reviews to things that you just don't want to see do well. And what happens is if we get enough negative reviews on the show, it eventually affects our distribution and how the show is distributed and promoted by these different services. Eventually, you won't be able to find the show. That isn't good for this show because then eventually the show goes away. I don't want that to happen. So, if you would, if you enjoy the show, give us a five-star review and we'd appreciate it. And, uh, and tell us what you like about it in that review. So there you go. That's about it. We've got a great, great show ahead for the next coming weeks into February. Uh, we've, we've got it all planned out into February and I've got guests banging at the door, literally wanting to get onto the show, which is a, an embarrassment of riches in my world. Um, and it makes me very, very happy. Which means we're doing something right. Uh, and and that's all to you guys. It's it's all on you guys, and I appreciate that. Uh, there's a lot of people, both in the paranormal and true crime world, that want to get on the show and want to be heard. And it's because they want to reach you, and they want to share their message with you. So that's that's a wonderful thing. And again, I tip my cap to you guys, because it's, it's all because they want to reach this audience. So... That's all I have to say for this week. Thank you guys so much for, for joining us here on the best in true crime and paranormal programming. This is Darkness right.